Hey guys and gals, welcome back to a brand new episode of Simmer Down with Viv. I hope you guys are being safe out there. This past week has been really intense, especially with the virus and all the travel bans. So I hope you guys are staying healthy, washing your hands, and of course, taking care of each other. Last week was super busy with a lot of business events, so that's why we skipped a week. But it is also because of one of those events that I worked on that inspired this week's topic. It is a sensitive conversation to have, but it is about eating disorders. In a world like today's, where media drives everything and everything you see has to be perfection, it's no wonder that it is still one of the leading epidemics that people face, especially people that are under the age of 25. But before we dive in any further, I want to talk about that special event. It was only for one day, and it's called Say Yes to the Prom. If you're wondering why Say Yes to the Prom sounds so familiar to Say Yes to the Dress, it's because it's a sister program for it. So Say Yes to the Dress is a very popular TLC show about finding the perfect wedding dress. Say Yes to the Prom is to work with schools nationwide, schools that have proven to have really high academics and that are low income, to make sure students have that big special day, which is prom night, and everything they have without having to pay a single penny. It's really special. This is the second year I've worked on it. And I have to say, it takes me right back to when I was 18 or 17 and I was looking for that perfect dress. But you have to think, it's either dinner on the table or finding that $200 dress. And $200 is a lot of money to wear for only a couple of hours. So during this day, I was able to help out numerous young ladies and gentlemen find their perfect outfit from dress to shoes to tux to makeup tips, and of course, accessories. They spent all day trying to find the number one dress to match with their partners or whatever they feel most comfortable in. Take yourself back to your younger 17, 18-year-old self. Yes, you do have somewhat of a sense of style. However, what you think is glam is what you see on TV. Sometimes when you see red carpet, you're like, oh, I would love to have a prom dress like that, or movies even. But does it fit for your body type, and are you comfortable? Sometimes those things that celebrities wear, they get sewed into. So we want to make sure our beautiful ladies and handsome gentlemen look good, feel good, and of course, they can dance the night away in it. While I was working the fitting rooms during that day, I worked with a lot of young ladies that was really hooked up or stuck on the number. And you're probably like, what number? So when you're buying women's clothing... Even juniors, you have 0, 1, 3, 5. So it's odd numbers. And then in the ladies department, it's 0, 2, 4, 6. So those are even numbers. But because we were working with juniors, they were odd numbers. And while we were trying on dresses, some of the young ladies really didn't want to go up on a size because they didn't want the number to get bigger. They didn't want to think that they were a larger number. Yes, some of them were really comfortable. But I get it. The larger number... Society always has these stigmas, right? You're not supposed to be big or why are you so big? Big is not beautiful. And that is bull crap, 100%. So, so many times I tell them, don't worry about the number. Try this on. Let me know if, it, if you like it. Let me know if what's bothering you in this dress. And nine out of 10 times, they were happier in the bigger size. But when I told them what the size was, they were like, no, no, I want to go back. And I asked them, I was like, why? Are you comfortable? Can you dance? Can you eat in it? How are you going to go to the bathroom? 
And then they were like, you're right. I was like, it really doesn't matter. No one's going to look at the back of your dress and say that you're a size five rather than a size one. Really is a number. Like, you know how people say age is a number? It doesn't matter. And luckily, they were like, yeah, you're right. I do feel more comfortable in it. I was like, yes. So girl, get your dress, go get some accessories and don't even think about it. As I hugged them all and they went on their happy way, it really took me back to when I was 17. When I was in high school, I had two eating disorders. One was a bulimia and the other one was anorexia. I suffered from both. However, it really did take a lot of self-love and a different mindset. It was all changing my mindset of how I saw food, not as an enemy, but as a friend to nurture the body that I have. But before we dive right into how I overcame that obstacle, I want to talk about how it started. And it starts at a young age. When you look at magazines or movies, all the actresses are usually really skinny, right? They're skinny and they're tall. They're slow-mo walking in like high heels, a fancy dress. But is that reality? Some people are built like that and they're very lucky. Some of them have to work out. And there's some people that are just not built like that at all. Their body types, their genes, is just not in the cards for them. And then there's some who are always going to be so much skinnier who want to bulk up. Like they say, the grass is always greener. But I specifically remember when I was very young, my mom would have these magazines. And on the cover were these skinny models or actresses. And they would be plastered. Oh, too skinny. Is she depressed? Or will this affect her getting the lead role? Or just had a baby. How does she bounce back so quickly? I mean, it's still what you see every day. However, at a young age, when you're looking at those things, it really does change your mindset. Like you have to be a certain way or a certain size. Otherwise, you won't get the job opportunities or being viewed as beautiful. And that is dangerous from a very young age because you're already being put into this box of tall and skinny is beautiful. And that is how you can get opportunities and become successful. So as I got older, music videos became a big thing especially rap videos where they feature a video fixin. You're probably wondering what a video fixin is. They are usually beautiful women dressed in skimpy clothes that can dance or act just a little and it supports the main actor slash rapper to get their brand across or their message and they usually ride away beautiful in some kind of sports car into the sunset. That's what video fixins are. But Similar to what I saw growing up in magazines, they were also tall and beautiful, kind of like Barbies that we played with, right? Always with the long hair and there's some kind of sexy vibe. You Girls want to be them and boys want to be with them kind of thing. And the last part of this body image leg, this part of this trifold, was when the boom of the Kardashian era came. I feel like they really shook things up because... When Kim Kardashian first stepped onto the media world, she had a average body type. By average, I mean she didn't look like the normal person that went to a supermarket. But for Hollywood, she had, you know, a nice hourglass figure. But it wasn't until, I want to say, her reality TV show came and it started to continue to grow that that hourglass figure became her signature. It was those waist trainers. So she had big boobs, tiny 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 waist and then 
big, big butt. And that really started shaping that you didn't have to be real thin to be considered beautiful. It was refreshing. But then on the flip side, now if you were skinny, you got made fun of because you don't have some junk in the trunk. And let me tell you, that was trending for the longest amount of time. So as you can tell, that error has already, that's like a wavelength, right? Like there's always going to be the pros and cons. Back in the day, if you were skinny and tall, then you were considered the pro. And if you were the opposite, you were considered the con. However, now it's kind of flipped. But we are coming back to, I think, full circle. I think media companies and people with power, like Ashley Graham is a perfect example. She doesn't have the hourglass shape. And when she came on, she was a plus size model. Correction, she is still a plus size model. And she doesn't let anyone stop her. She doesn't let people Photoshop her because she wants people to embrace the stretch mark. She wants people to embrace the natural curves that God gave her. There are brands that are willing to do the same. Dove, Airy, which is an underwear brand, they don't want to Photoshop. They want to have those untouched photos be part of their ad campaign. They're also young, beautiful women that do not stand for that anymore, such as Allie Wiseman. She has been really outspoken, partnered with airy to make sure real women feel healthy and comfortable in their skin they don't need to have that glossy airbrush finish they can just have those marks beauty marks something's not fitting in the right place that's okay because that's how it sits on real women unfortunately these powerful women have all gone through a hardship before getting there They too had to learn to find that inner voice to continue to uplift older generations that are stuck in their ways of defining what beauty is while changing younger generations' minds and saying, you are beautiful, you are enough, and you don't need to change anything about you, about being healthy and treating that body like the temple it is because you only got one. One common thing that I've learned while researching this topic is about eating disorders. Eight out of 10 women had a battle with food, whether having too much of it or not having enough of it. And this is a choice. Sometimes it's an addiction about the choice putting into the food, or sometimes it's pushing it away because you're addicted to something else. But they almost work hand in hand because they're trying to fit something or fix something. And that fix is in quotation marks because are you really fixing anything? You're actually doing more harm than helping and I learned this freshman year in high school spring semester my ex-boyfriend well ex-boyfriend now boyfriend at the time was my first love and he had a big thing about body image he did not like any people that was fat men or women he was on you know he was fit but he's not like worked outfit he was just naturally on the skinnier side and he would let me know how he thought within the first week he had very strong feelings about people being bigger size he's okay being friends with them but he said I would never find them attractive I have friends on the bigger side and he would say if you ever got like that I will leave you and I will break up with you he goes you're cute and you're skinny and that's exactly my type So I knew right away I had to maintain my shape. He asked me what size I was, and I was at the time a double zero. Triple zero is just before you became a child size, like children's. My weight was about 90 pounds, and I was 5'4", 5'3", 5'4", give or take. I was always, always on the skinnier side because I was very lengthy. And I knew that if you were skinny, it also made you look taller. 
I would never wear stripes. So visually, I knew how to make myself look even smaller than I was. Because to me at that time, smaller was beautiful. The smaller I was, the more beautiful people think I am because skinny equals perfection. So when we were dating, we would eat because he ate. He was fine with eating. And I remember I would just, if I had like dessert or something that was like a treat, I would go home and throw it up because I'm like, I got to taste it. It's okay. It didn't stay in my body. And it was fine. However, it started consuming me more and more. I started becoming more picky. Like if I eat bread, I'm like, bread is calories. Bread is a carb. It's going to make you fat. It's going to go straight to your waist and he's not going to like that. So we need to throw that up. If you have potato chips, potato chips is fried. You can't eat that. So I just threw up more and more. Eventually, I started getting really bad heartburn because all the bile that was coming up from my throat, my throat started getting sore. So my voice kept changing a lot and it sounded raspier and raspier. And I started getting dizzy because my body at this point really didn't have a lot of energy. The only meal I let myself eat was dinner because that was the one meal my family sat together and we talked about our day. And my mom made it such an effort to come home from a long day of work, make food from scratch. And we would have about three or four different dishes. There was always a meat, a fish, veg, and some kind of other veg. So we had like double the veg and we would have rice together and then soup. And I felt like if she gave all that effort, I should eat it. And I started turning myself away from having dinner more because I felt like I couldn't throw that up. I felt bad throwing it up because I knew that It was made with love. So I kept that one meal in my stomach. It was useful because A, that was the one real meal, balanced meal I had all day long. And it did help me go to sleep because my body was full and I felt like it could relax and really take on those nutrients. And I think a few months after that, it started getting worse because I got more and more sensitive about my body weight. At this point, I think I was like 90 pounds. And I was playing a lot of sports, but I didn't want to seem that I was getting big. I mean, I was not big at all. My, all my clothes were basically falling off. My friends started knowing that there was some kind of like weird change. I was breaking out a lot. My body was just revolting and being upset with me. So instead of giving it food like a normal person or person that did not have eating disorder issues, I went the complete opposite extreme. I became anorexic. I only allowed myself to consume about 500 calories an average person depending on your bmi you're supposed to consume 2000 if you're an athlete you're supposed to consume more because your body is overworking because you have all the energy you're exerting so i was an athlete and i consumed about 500 calories a day from those 500 calories it was all crap calories i ate candy bars and i had sugar like soda because I knew it gave me that boost and that's the boost I needed to go through my games to play through them but when I got home I skipped dinner with my family altogether. I was like no I ate something before by then I started spotting on my period I started not having my period I could no longer go to the bathroom because I wasn't eating enough for my body to physically produce waste I had lacked so many vitamins and minerals I started getting heart palpitations, which is irregular heartbeats, and anxiety because I was so, I had such a weird warped relationship with food that me not eating gave me anxiety that I would still get big because I was drinking water. It was like this vicious cycle. But the most important thing that I feel really took a turn was I became anemic. 
So anemic means that you have lack of iron in your system, which means that you have lack of blood. I could not donate blood because I barely had enough blood in my own system. And we found this out because of my annual checkup at my pediatrician. And she came back with some blood work. She asked my mom, what is her diet? And my mom's like, oh, you know, she's, she plays a lot of sports. That's why she can't hold on to weight. She's just burning a lot of energy. Remember specifically, my doctor asked my mother to leave the room and she asked me a few personal questions. Like, is there something going on? Your blood work doesn't seem normal at all. What is your relationship with food? Do you have a problem with it? And I got very defensive. I was like, no, I don't. I eat. If you think I don't eat. She goes, what is it that you eat? And I remember I was being so extreme. Like I ate a cheeseburger and then I ate Pop-Tarts and then like everything that I saw at a vending machine or on the lunch line, I just said, like regurgitated to her. And she goes, well, that's not, you. how often do you eat it? She knew because she can basically feel my bones. And she said that having an eating disorder is very common, but it can have long-term effects like losing hair and your organs can start to fail. And it's things like that that you can't reverse. And I started crying to her and I said, please don't tell my mom, but I don't like to eat. I don't want to become fat. And she said, it is not in my body type to become fat, a serious thing. So she asked me to read upon it. She gave me some pamphlets. I read it. I reached out to a counselor at school and I spoke to them about eating and my relationship with it and it was really hard and I met with her every week and we spoke about it and she would watch me eat lunch and the period after she would check in to make sure I was in class and this happened for about two semesters so the spring semester and then the fall. It was a hard relationship that I had with food and I started saying I want to eat and I want to make myself feel better. I don't want to get sick as often. My ex-boyfriend was kind of supportive because he knew that teachers were involved. So everyone had eyes on him. But in reality, he's like, okay, that's fine. If you need to have a little food, you have to make sure you still fit in a certain size. He still checked my pants size. I was still a zero at this point. I was still size 23 waist. I still wore extra small. Things were, I was still swimming in a lot of my clothing. But to him, being under 100 pounds meant everything. So if I ever hit 100 pounds and he had a scale in his room and I would check my scale almost every day in the bathroom, if I ever hit close to being 100, like 98, 99, I knew, okay, you know, maybe maybe we should skip one meal. And my poor mother, all she ever gave me was spinach because she thought I was just anemic and I just need to eat more spinach. And she cooked a lot of liver. We went back to the doctor every month to do blood work to make sure my numbers were getting better. And my doctor would be satisfied with them. And then slowly I started eating healthier and healthier. And I started consuming things that were good for my body that I didn't necessarily feel bad about like I wasn't eating the candy bars but I was able to have some fruit that gave me natural energy and then eventually more proteins and he was unhappy about that point he was like what is happening to you he lost control he was a very controlling ex and we broke up for a couple of months unfortunately we did get back together but I mean eventually that obviously relationship had an expiration date but during that time that we did break up I started eating better. I started taking care of myself better. I was hanging out with my friends. I started doing things that I truly enjoyed. And I do love eating. I love transforming food from its raw form into a cook form and how it takes on flavors. That's why I became a cook. 
because I do love food and what it is and how it can make people feel good. So afterwards, when we got back together, I learned that he was with someone else and that person was bigger than me. Not by like a lot, but definitely like double my size and I couldn't wrap my head around it. I asked him, if you are going to be with someone like that, then why did you have me for these tight standards? And he goes, that person meant nothing. It's just to like, just to get things out. It just, it didn't, it wasn't romantic. It was just physical, which to this day made no sense to me. But I look back on that time and I really wish there was someone who told me about the red flags. I'm so thankful for my doctor, my pediatrician, who was going to tell my parents. And then if they knew, they would have gotten very disappointed and very hurt. But because of that experience, I have learned so much about what society views as beautiful. In an age where Instagram and media and photos and whatever you can do to make yourself look better, that doesn't really matter. There's so many celebrities that use their power for bad, right? They say that they drink these teas. It helps them, you know, stay fit. It doesn't. It helps you poop. It drains your complete system out. It is not healthy for you. There's one Instagram account that I follow. It's I underscore weight. And it is truly amazing because it's real stories and real struggles that people have about weight and what we think as negative body images and how we can turn that negativity into positivity. Weight is all different. Our weights fluctuate because of the things we eat. And I'm not just talking about all the crap, but sometimes if you have something too salty, it's going to make you bloated. If you are a female, you are going to have bloated days because you're getting your period and that is completely normal. As females, our breasts and our butts are made of fatty tissue. We need that. It is the way God designed our bodies to carry children. And if you are ever in a relationship that you feel that you are going to be dumped because you may or may not gain five pounds or your pant size is too big and that number, your partner is not satisfied with that number. Well, you know what? Don't be satisfied with that relationship. Kick them to the curb. You are worth it. You don't let a number hold you back. And yes, although I went through it, I am so thankful I went through it. Because the way I talk around children and teenagers, it's never about what you don't have. It's about what you do have. You have a beautiful body. You look beautiful in that dress. You look beautiful in those pants. It's not about how you physically look. It's about inside. Instead of commenting on their weight, or their appearance I talk about their style that's a beautiful skirt on you did you pick that out yourself you have such great personality it really does matter how we talk around our children because those things stay with you and before you know it this endless cycle of eating disorder it only gets worse if you know someone that is going through an eating disorder or you think talk to them reach out to them there is the National Eating Disorder Association They are also known as NEDA. There's a hotline if you want to call. It's completely anonymous. 1-800-931-2237. And their hashtag is come as you are. Whether it's coming to them when you're sick or coming to them when you just have a problem or coming to them as beautiful as you are. Beautiful comes in so many ways. And it's true that you have one body. You have one temple, so take care of it because if you damage it, it's damaged forever. Funny part about that quote is that I learned that when I was drinking a Jamba Juice a few years ago and I thought Jamba Juice 
was great for me because it has a lot of fruits and vegetables and it's a smoothie. This is before I learned that it had a lot of sugar too, but at that point I didn't care. And I read that on a cup and it said, your body is your temple, so treat it right. And it's so true. To this day, it's one of the models I live by. I put my body through a lot in the past few decades. And I have to say, I'm so thankful that it is still here for me. I'm still able to do things. I understand that I shouldn't have, but it's about learning and it's about growing together. So so when I get a chance, I take care of it. I give it extra love. I know that with this body, I'm able to do so much. And I know that with your body, you're able to do so much. So take care of it. If you are ever feeling alone or you have no one to talk to, DM me. Let's talk. I've been through it. I can help you through it as well. So let's talk about the recipe of the week. Let's let's fill those bodies up with something comforting. So one of those dishes that my mom made that allowed me to eat, actually, the one meal that I looked forward to was mapo tofu. And what is mapo tofu? It's kind of a quick meat and tofu stew. It has a lot of flavor because it's made with this fermented bean paste. And it is stewy. You serve it over steamed white rice, and I can eat bowls and bowls of this. I remember no matter how bad I wanted to starve myself, that was the one dish I couldn't resist but to take a little nibble. I'm so grateful for that dish because it's been in the family forever. Every family makes it different due to their own spice level or whatever concoction they have of a bean paste or your spices, anything like that. But give it a try. I hope this recipe warms you from the inside out. And thank you for talking and listening to this hard conversation. I know this isn't an easy one and eating disorders are never easy but look if we talk about it and we stay ahead of it we could put an end to these horrible diseases that affect both men and women because everyone has issues and everyone has self-image issues but talking about it and finding a support group is the first way out and then you can support someone and pull them out of darkness i promise you thank you so much and i'll talk to you guys next week Stay healthy. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. Material has just debuted their line of pans. It's from their 29 collection. 29 because it's a little nod to that magical element, copper, which means you have consistent heat distributing for the perfect cook. There's no Teflon, no lead, and no fumes. There's also a lip design that curves slightly outward for smooth pouring. You can pop them in the dishwasher and they're also oven friendly for up to 500 degrees. This coated pan can be yours for only $95. It's valued at $235. And if you use the code SIMMERDOWNWITHFIFTH, you get an extra 10% off. Now slide on over to that site, materialkitchen.com, and get yourself a new pan. You're welcome.